1: Welcome to another edition of the Hornets
2: Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's an off day for the Hornets, but never an off day here on the HHC. Charlotte will next suit up on Wednesday against the Chicago Bulls, but between now and then we've got two in. Person interviews that we like to share with you here on your official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets. Recently, the Hornets honored legend Baron Davis who only spent a a couple of years of his career in the NBA in the Queen City but they were some of the most memorable he basically went to All-Star Weekend each and every year including once as an All-Star part of the rookie sophomore game he had some great great moments and some great great years here in the Queen City and so was honored with his very own Baron Davis night at Spectrum Center Well, we had a chance to sit down with him then we've been saving that interview for you and we're proud to bring it to you right now he talks about his time in the Queen City, what he sees from the current roster and some of the comparisons to another current roster All everything guard for the Charlotte Hornets, who was originally from Southern California. That, of course, would be LaMelo Ball. Without further ado, let's welcome in for the first time to our Hornets Radio Network studios and to the Hornets Hivecast, Hornets legend, Baron Davis. Baron, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
2: You're getting honored here by the organization, the 35th anniversary season. What does it mean to you to have this recognition from the organization?
1: I mean, right now for me, you know, as I get older, my kids get older, they always ask me to go back to the NBA. I tell them <laughs> I don't think I can. Uh, but it's good to be recognized. You know, Charlotte is where I started. You know, I try to stay as connected as possible to the league, to the young guys, to the teams. And so a night like this for me is really about these two young kids over here and, you know, being able to hang out with them and for them to say, hey, they never see me play. So, you know, this is about as good as it's going to get you know, for me and them.
2: You were probably close to their ages when Charlotte got the franchise. What do you recall prior to getting into the league about the reputation of the Hornets and they were such a popular logo, the color scheme really took over the country and the NBA landscape, but what do you remember about it?
1: Yeah, I would say it was the colors. I remember Muggsy Bogues, obviously uh, Kendall Gill, Larry Johnson, Kenny Gaddison, Lonzo Morning. That squad, that was a squad, you know. And, you know, I just can never forget Muggsy Bogues. Just he had a great impact because I was so small at the time. You know, my goal was like, hey, I want to be like Muggsy. I want to be like Muggsy. And, you know, Everything about, you know, Charlotte's, the, the colors. Everybody in LA just kind of loved the, uh, the big starter jackets, the bomber jackets. So I would say from a fashion standpoint, like they, you know, they were tapping into the culture, you know, uh, very early on with the rappers rocking the jerseys and things like that. But that team, and, and I would say big shout out to Muggsy Bogues. Uh, it was a reason why I wore number one. You know, I just kind of want to honor what he was doing and, and kind of build my own legacy through that.
2: You certainly did that. You're drafted by the team. Felt like every year you were here in Charlotte, you had something to do at All-Star Weekend. What's a favorite memory on the floor here for the Hornets?
1: I would say playing in the All-Star game. You know, I worked so hard. You know, I I came here not starting, coming off the bench as a third pick. That was really humbling. The next year I made it, you know, to the rookie sophomore game, had a great game. And then the next year I made it to the All-Star. You know, Vince Carter got hurt, but I just felt like, I was having a great year, and I wanted to represent and put on for this city. You know, I saw Eddie Jones do it before, and I remember him being in the car talking about the year he was going to have as he had it when he was here with the Hornets. So for me, being an all-star and representing this city, and then also, you know, being able to take this city to the playoffs. I remember the year we all had headbands. They put headbands on. The Queen statue in the airport, you know, we just kind of— you know, for me, it was just really, how can we bring this community together? How can we draw a relationship between the players and the fans and people in the community? And, you know, for me, I just kind of, I was so young, I was going to high school games, things like that. But I would say, you know, All-Star weekend and making an All-Star game was a, was a big get for me, especially, you know, uh, starting my career here.
2: You represent the city very well. I'm, I'm assuming it's the first place you really moved to for an extended period of time. You're a Southern California guy. You yeah. went to UCLA. You come out here to show. What do you remember about what the city was like, and what are some of the things maybe you wanted to show your kids now that you're back here for a little bit of time?
1: Uh, the city is so different, so it's it's hard to figure out where I lived. Uh, everything looks so different. Uh, shout out to Phyllis Place. Shout out to the university area. But no, we just kind of hung out down, downtown. Uh, we did go to Carowind uh you know they love amusement parks so we got a chance to do that uh they're giving a round of applause yeah, so they shout out know. there <laughs> <laughs> i think that was their main reason for coming
2: <laughs> you were in town earlier prior to the season doing a shoot with LaMelo Ball he's got so many similarities to you playing the same position number 3 pick southern california guys what do you see in him that maybe reminds you of yourself
1: uh just you know his love for the game and the way he makes the game look easy you know i think that he's a great passer i love the pass i think that is probably like the most underrated skill that you know i had outside of just athleticism um but him and i like that's my guy i like i i love his vibe i love his energy he reminds me a lot of myself like not not that way but just kind of like the his personality and you can tell like when he walks in the gym you know everybody feels different you know and so you know i i i just love Who he is, who he's become, and who he's going to be. And, you know, I'm I'm his biggest supporter.
2: There's a video going out right now, going around him looking at your highlights, you looking at his, and, you know, the respect that you both have for each other's games. I'm curious, the game has changed a lot since you played. How much would you have enjoyed playing on a team with LaMelo
1: Ball Uh, in the current era? I've been crazy. I've been working out, trying to uh, <laughs> trying to get in shape so I can give me a ten day. <laughs> uh, no, it would have been crazy. Uh, you know, looking at somebody with his ability, and you know, I was a big guard, but he's way taller and, and a bigger guard than me. So it, it would we would really complement each other. And I think you know our games are 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 very 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 similar as far as you know just for the love of the game and the way you play the play the game of basketball.
2: there's another team that you played for you played for several over the course of your career that I wanted to bring up one of my favorites from your era was the We Believe Warriors 6 07. I think in March you were 8 or 9 games below 500 and then you come back off injury and the, the team takes off and was one of the special teams that didn't win a championship but really took the league by storm if you're thinking back to that time obviously the hornets are dealing with a lot of injuries as well right now and they're trying to turn this around what's something that you see in this current squad that reminds you of that team or something you would tell this current squad to keep the the belief high knowing that guys are going to be getting healthier and there is an opportunity for a run
1: yeah i think you know one i would tell it tell the team whoever's playing give it your all you know what i mean don't Don't think you need the guys that are injured to win a game. We're all here, you know, because of our professional skills, because of our superpower. The guys that are injured, take your time. Pay attention, right? Be frustrated, just as frustrated with a loss, knowing that you can't be out there, but seeing everything, right? Becoming that coach or that extra point guard, you know what I mean, or that extra jersey for your teammates. And I think that that allows – Cohesiveness to happen. I remember with the Warriors, you know, uh, Nelly had pretty much wrote us off. We couldn't buy a win. I was hurt, you know, and Stephen Jackson and Al, they were trying to hold the four down. And I remember it was a Washington game. We lost. We had a team meeting, and it was like, you know what? Every time we get on the court, let's just leave it out here. Let's let's play like we're terrified to make mistakes. You know what I mean? Let's play like we're terrified of the other team, and they're going to blow us out. Like, let's just go out and play, you know, with our hearts, with our minds, and then let's play for each other, right? So there's no, there's no stat or no stat line that matters outside of what we do to get the W.
2: Interesting. I was looking up that exact game. After that point, you guys won 16 of 21. You come back. Team makes the playoffs. Uh, you've been in Charlotte when this city has been enjoying playoff basketball. What is it going to be like when Lamelo leads this group? Hopefully, this season back into the postseason.
1: Oh, it's going to be crazy. Uh, you know, you look at the city. I think the city has grown. You know, a lot of a lot of Hornets fans, not not just in the city but around the country. So, you know, it will be great to see this team in the playoffs with the background of Charlotte, you know what I mean? And all, and all the fans just kind of, it, this place can get loud. You know, I, I remember uh, when we played, it was, I mean, not only was it loud in the arena, it was loud outside the arena. Uh, and so it would be great to see, you know, the fans in the background cheering, LaMelo and the squad, you know, uh, making their mark in the playoffs. And I think that, you know, they had a great chance of doing that. You know, it's just whether – the mini storms right and learn from them as you progress throughout the season
2: We look forward to having you back here leading those cheers, hopefully, uh, come this postseason. Baron Davis, thanks so much for joining us here on the
1: Hornets Podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
2: That's going to do it for today's edition of the HHC. Thanks once again to Baron Davis for taking the time to join us on his special night uh, just a, a few days ago at Spectrum Center. We really appreciate him taking the time and sharing some of his insights, not just on his time in the Queen City, but on the current crop of Charlotte Hornets. Speaking of which, we talked to someone who has already retired Retired from the NBA. Our next conversation is going to be with someone who is just tipping off his NBA career. Tomorrow, Hornets rookie Nick Smith Jr. sits down here on the Hornets Hivecast. I'll be honest. He sat down with us a couple of days ago, but we've got the interview for you tomorrow and we'll let you hear it. Uh, Hornets rookie talks about his first bucket in the NBA, how it's been adjusting to this level of play, all kinds of great stuff. We look forward to bringing that conversation to you tomorrow. So, with thanks to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together, to Baron Davis for sitting down with us in studio, most of all to all of you for joining us. I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast.